48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. This, the top stories. Experts predict a warming of relations between Hong Kong and the United States after Joe Biden is confirmed as the next U.S. president. Another three new coronavirus cases are expected to be announced today. And the education sector lawmaker demands the setting up of an independent statutory body to handle complaints against teachers amid concerns over academic freedom. A Hong Kong academic says economic relations between Hong Kong and the United States may improve under the president-elect Joe Biden. Francis Lai, an economics professor with the University of Science and Technology, told a radio program that the Sino-U.S. trade war should ease with Mr. Trump's departure. But Professor Lai said it doesn't mean the U.S. will lift its political sanctions against Hong Kong. I don't think that uh, the policy towards Hong Kong will undergo drastic changes. There may be some small changes. Perhaps the Hong Kong government uh, may try to uh, lobby the U.S. government to lift those sanctions, but the Hong Kong government by itself is not is not really powerful enough, so uh, it may have to depend on China. But uh, since those sanctions were voted well in a bipartisan way uh, in the Congress and also in the Senate, so uh, the possibility for quick changes would be very unlikely. In his first speech as U.S. president-elect, Joe Biden has appealed for an end to what he called a grim era of demonization in American politics. Addressing crowds of flag-waving supporters at an outdoor event near his home in Delaware, Mr. Biden said it was time to heal and thanked all those who voted for him. Tonight, we're seeing all over this nation, all cities and all parts of the country, indeed across the world, an outpouring of joy, of hope, renewed faith, and tomorrow, bring a better day. And I'm humbled by the trust and confidence you've placed in me. Mr. Biden was introduced onto the stage by his running mate, Kamala Harris. The 56-year-old senator from California will be the first female vice president and the first woman of color in the post. Ms. Harris said voters had ushered in a new day for America. Every little girl watching tonight sees that this is a country of possibilities. And to the children of our country, regardless of your gender, our country has sent you a clear message. Dream with ambition. Donald Trump is the first Republican president in almost 30 years not to win a second term. He has yet to concede and hasn't, hasn't spoken publicly since his defeat was announced while he was playing golf. Mr. Trump has continued to assert on Twitter that he won Tuesday's vote. His campaign team, which is alleged electoral, electoral fraud, plans to pursue legal action. Moon Jae-in of South Korea is among the latest world leaders to congratulate the president-elect on his win. Japan's Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga said he wanted to work with the Biden administration to ensure peace, freedom and prosperity in the Pacific. Taipo residents have been queuing up outside the Jockey Club clinic there to try to get their hands on coronavirus testing kits. It comes after health authorities announced yesterday that they couldn't trace the source of infection of a man living in the area. Violet Wong reports. People were seen waiting outside the clinic before it opened its doors at 9 o'clock this morning, and the 90 available test kits were distributed within half an hour. Among those in the queue were residents of Kwangfuk Estate, where the 26-year-old bar waiter who was confirmed with the virus lives. But some people arriving at the clinic left empty-handed and complained that the authorities shouldn't have set a quota on the number of test kits. Meanwhile, at Kwangfuk Estate, 
Cleaners wearing protective gear have been carrying out disinfection work. Local health officials are expected to report another three new coronavirus cases today. The lawmaker representing the education sector, Yip Kim Yoon, has demanded authorities set up an independent statutory body to handle complaints against teachers. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program, Mr Yip said the recent deregistration of a teacher accused of preparing lesson materials that promoted Hong Kong independence had exposed the inherent opacity of the Education Bureau's operations. At present, regulatory matters relating to teachers are predominated by EDB. An executive organization taking charge of the entire procedure of investigations, adjudications, and the matting out of penalties. More than 60% of respondents in a recent public opinion survey considered that cancelling the teacher's registration was a political decision. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, says the government's preparing for a special challenge next year as it prepares to conduct the 10-year census amid the coronavirus pandemic. It'll take place between June and August. Here's Sean Kennedy. Paul Chan revealed on his blog that the Census and Statistics Department would make more use of technology to gather data, such as creating encrypted surveys and developing a computer system so census takers can immediately enter the data they collect. He said the arrangements would boost efficiency and lower the risk of virus transmission. But he also pointed out that the government was still hiring enumerators to physically visit households to conduct face-to-face interviews in order to cater to the needs of different people. He said the Census and Statistics Department would provide training and personal protective equipment for interviewers to ensure safety. The people of Myanmar are voting in only their second democratic election after six decades of military rule. Aung San Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy is favoured to win another five-year term. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Head. This election was never going to generate the excitement and optimism of the vote five years ago, which fulfilled Aung San Suu Kyi's long-frustrated destiny to lead her country. Even so, it takes place against a troubling backdrop of sharply rising COVID-19 infections, overstretching one of Asia's weakest public health systems, of persistent armed conflict in some areas, and of broad disappointment over the lacklustre performance of Ms Suu Kyi's government. Economic growth has been modest and unequal. Repressive laws are still being used to silence dissent, and there are still hundreds of political prisoners. Sport in football's Premier League. Manchester United bounced back from their recent struggles with a comprehensive 3-1 come-from-behind victory at Everton. Two goals from Bruno Fernandes and a late third from Edinson Cavani cancelled out Bernard's early strike. The Everton boss, Carlo Ancelotti, rude his sides defending. Yeah, not a good feeling, not a good feeling, but I think that uh, the key point was when uh, we scored, after we scored, we were not able to keep the result, to defend well, properly, and that was the game, because the second half, the performance was good, we tried to equalise the game, it was too late, because... Uh, we didn't defend well in the first half, and they uh, scored right, with quality, scored to goal too easily, in my opinion. We were open uh, at the back, and uh, we couldn't do be open uh, above all in that part of the game where we were 1-0 up. One team heading up the table are Crystal Palace, who came out 4-1 winners over Leeds United. 
There was a VAR controversy at Selhurst Park when lead striker Patrick Bamford had an early goal disallowed for the narrowest of offside calls. The Palace manager, Roy Hodgson, praised his side's performance. Well, I thought we played very well. You know that the energy and, and, and the effort that you're always going to come up against when you play this Leeds team because you've had a, a good opportunity now to study them from the start of the season. You know they're not going to A, give up and B, they're going to run after every sort of hopeless case that's out there. They're going to run and chase it down. So I thought uh, it was important that we had the tactical discipline that we had and I thought it was also important that we played as well on the ball as we did because of course that style of play that they have does open up spaces, it does open up opportunities for us to play on the ball and I thought we took those opportunities as well and we're very good value for our four goals. Golf, while Georgia has been on a lot of people's minds this week because of the election, it'll be in the spotlight again in the days ahead as a unique edition of the Masters takes place. The spring blooms of the famous Augusta course will be replaced by autumn leaves and of course there'll be no spectators. But the 2008 champion Trevor Immelman says the conditions will otherwise be very similar to the usual April date. I don't think there's going to be much a dif- much of a difference from a the way the golf course plays standpoint, and uh, that's because just looking at the weather forecast, it's actually calling for temperatures in the 70s and 80s, uh, and winds still out of the, some kind of south southwest, which is exactly the conditions we play in April. When the date change was announced, you know, the first thought that came to mind was, wow, we could get days in the 50s, we could get winds out of the north. And at that point, the golf course plays very different, uh, very long, and much more difficult. Uh, but, uh, you know, a few days out here, the weather forecast seems to be quite mild. To end the news, our top stories once again. Experts predict a warming of relations between Hong Kong and the United States after Joe Biden's confirmed as the next president. Another three new coronavirus cases are expected to be announced today. The news from RTHK. <laughs> This is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Over the past few years, to the traditional sounds of an English summer, a drain of lawnmowers, the smack of leather on willow, has been added a new noise. What were the skies like when you were young? They went on forever. When I, we lived in Arizona, and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them, and uh, they were long and clear, and there were lots of stars at night. And when it would rain, they were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Uh, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow and on fire, and the clouds would catch the colors everywhere.
Fire. 